0: Welcome to the More Than Real Estate Podcast and our mini economic development series. Over the course of the next few weeks, we will have various speakers from townships and cities across our region, discover exciting new projects, learn what are the top economic priorities, planning and policy updates, and more. Be sure to like and subscribe so you never miss an episode. All right, thank you everyone for joining us today. I am Chantal Goddard, the president of BDAR. And joining me, we have Kate Nash, who is the economic development champion. So just a little bit about Kate. She's a creative economic development professional with over six years experience in sales, marketing, and business admin. Kate brings together local businesses, community organizations, and ecosystem partners to build a thriving community of entrepreneurship and innovation within NSFL. Previously, Kate worked as a marketing manager for a tech software startup based in Toronto. And we also have Jelmer Steg... You're going to have to help me with your last name, sorry.
1: (laughs) Steg. all good.
0: There you go, perfect. Who's the program director um, with DMZ Innisfil. Jelmer is is the driving force behind DMZ Innisfil and Innisfil's growing technology startup ecosystem. He's founding several startups and joining early stage founders, Jelmer helped them find product, market, fit, and traction. After five years as founder and early startup employee, Jelmer ventured off into the public sector where he discovered his passion for building ecosystems and supporting entrepreneurs. So a little bit about how today's going to go. Um, we have a presentation from them. And after that, we're going to do a QA session. So save your questions. You guys can type them out in the chat or if you want to use the raise hand function, you can do that as well. And that is about it. So I will turn the floor over to Kate and Jelmer for your presentation.
1: Awesome, thank you, Chantal. Um, so aside from being program director at DMZ Innisfil, I'm also stepping into the interim economic development lead role as, uh, as our, our current manager is taking a short leave. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for joining us here today. Uh, we have 10 minutes in the presentation. Kate's gonna kick things off with an overall update and all the exciting uh, projects that uh, that are happening in Innisfil today. And I will, um, I'll close up the presentation with a little bit of an update on our ecosystem building efforts. But yeah, thanks again for joining and uh, excited for the questions after. Okay, take it away.
2: Sure thing. Yeah, if you could hit the next slide, that'd be awesome. There we go. Perfect, so yeah, great to meet you guys. I recently took over the role of economic development officer or champion, whatever you wanna call it, um, in about April of this year. So a few of you might've met my previous colleague, Brennan, Brennan Kenny, who used to be in this role. So this is a great opportunity today to meet all of you. I'm really excited. Um, and of course, at the end of the presentation, Yelmer and I will talk about how we can work together a little bit more and I can get more involved in meeting uh, you guys. because It's exciting. So today we're just here to share kind of like what we're most excited about. You guys have probably heard in the news a few rumblings about what's going on in Innisville. So hopefully today we can kind of walk you through a bit more detail. So we're thinking uh, kicking things off with the orbit, which you're probably all pretty aware of. So this summer, August, the province approved the MZO, which is really exciting to get construction underway for building the orbit at Sixth Line and Twentieth Side Road. So. Kind of the first phase of that would be the GO station and the 300 meters around the GO station. It's kind of built out in concentric circles. And we're really excited about that because as you know, Innisfil's been planning for a transportation hub for a long time and some affordable uh, housing options to go with that. And of course, the vision of the uh, Orbit is a sustainable future, which is very much aligned with the direction is going. We recently just brought on the new sustainability lead and the town staff, and she's going to kind of make sure that that's a top priority going forward too. Um, So construction is set to begin on the GO station kind of early 2022. You might've seen in the news that it was, the MZO was appealed by a First Nations group so we don't have too many updates about what's going on with that but we are still very optimistic that construction is planned to go ahead Um, the same timeline uh, the town isn't too involved in that appeal process it's mostly between the developer and them so we're just kind of there as a third party Um, so we're still very optimistic and it's still plans for the orbit are still very much underway Uh, there is a page online if you google like orbit innisfil that we keep up to date with any updates that's going on there Um, So yeah feel free to check that out. Uh, Next slide, Yelmer. Yes. Perfect and this is probably one of the most exciting things that we get to announce over the last few weeks um, is the new Royal Victoria Health Centre South Campus and Innisfil was the selected location uh, for their future home of their South Campus. So just a quick uh, high level overview on why that's pretty exciting for us. If you watched uh, the council session last week, we had uh, the RVH staff there presenting on this. And they told us that around 65% of Innisfil's population gets their healthcare at the North Campus in Barrie right now. So it's really exciting opportunity to bring that closer for home for Innisfil residents in the future. They kind of tested the water with this by opening some outpatient clinics in Rosardo over the last year or so. And they had a ton of visits, over 5,000 visits, and a lot of demand for that. Um, And over the pandemic, they opened a testing clinic in Rosardo. So they're kind of slowly already starting to move into Innisfil. And a hospital has been a part of Innisfil's vision for a long time. It's in our official plan. And uh, RVH has been planning this for around 20 years. So we're really excited uh, that we get to be a part of this now. So it's broken down into three kind of phases. And as you can see on the slide, there's some demos of what it potentially might look like um, at the phase one. So it's at the kind of Southwest corner of Young and IBR, which you can see there, it's 83 acre site. So it's a great site. It's strategically located right across from the campus, which is already kind of a community hub with Rizardo. So the first 10 years, the vision is kind of to make it a health hub So it'll be more outpatient care, um, ambulance care and urgent care. And then in 15 years, they're planning to add inpatient beds, potentially like a seniors care facility and a birthing unit. And then at 20 years, it'll be the full service hospital. And that will be about the same size as the North Campus in Barrie right now. And while this is all happening, it's very integrated with the construction that's happening in Barrie. And they're actually planning to double that current site in size too. So in the first 10 years, say, if you live in Innisfil, you might go to the Barry campus to get your operation, but following that, all of your outpatient care would be done in Innisfil, which is very close to home. And this is really exciting for the town because our campus is right across the road. So we're kind of in the process of doing an economic impact analysis on what it could look like if we transition some of our campus to align with that vision of the hospital and how we could create more of a strategic kind of center for health and innovation and maybe university programming and really create a lot of jobs in Innisfil that are strategic and really aligned with our vision of growth. So super excited about that. Uh, Next slide, Yelmer. All right, Innisfil Heights. Well, this is also a pretty exciting update. Um, The town recently brought on a new director of growth called Leo Deloitte. And his sole mission is pretty much to make sure that Innisfil is ready for the growth that's about to hit us. So his whole kind of mandate is making sure we have the infrastructure in place to meet the growth that's coming down. So a huge part of that is servicing. So we're pretty excited to say that Innisfil Heights is slated to be serviced by 2026, latest 2028 pretty much. So we'll have water and wastewater available to all those strategic employment lands. Um, we're pretty aligned with the county of Simcoe. This is a huge priority for them. Uh, Innisfil Heights is pretty much at the heart of their whole economic development strategy, excuse me, for the next like 20 to 30 years. So that's a really exciting update because having that serviced land is really going to be able to accelerate economic development's role in attracting the right employers to our Innisfil Heights. Um, Two exciting developments, even before the land is serviced, is that we have two new landowners that have came into Innisfil Heights. So the previous church property has been sold to the the, uh, Matto group. And they have plans to develop that into uh, a pretty strategic development, um, like industrial development with a few different tenants. And plans are already underway for that. And then just to the north of that site, we have a new developer, Broccolini who um, has already been speaking to the parcel under them, like the church folks. And they're also planning a pretty strategic employment use for that land. Um, And they're all entering the planning phase pretty soon. So it's really nice to see some traction there already, even before servicing is fully in. Um, We also formed an Innisfil Heights landowners group. So we're integrating more with the community there. So if you guys have clients or businesses that you think would maybe benefit from being a part of that, like absolutely email me and we can get them added to the agenda or the group for that too. Next slide, I'm just gonna take a sip of water. (laughs) So this one is about downtown Alcona. So a pretty exciting update that happened, I think late last year, early this year, is that we were able to rezone that little strip of white that you can see there. Um, A section of IBR that's closest to the water, right across from Innisfil Beach Park. uh, We were able to rezone that to kind of commercial mixed use, which allows for a variety of more uh, strategic commercial uses in downtown Alcona. It was previously residential, which didn't really add to like a thriving downtown community. So with this um, new rezoning, we were able to kind of visualize what Alcona could look like in the future. And Yelmer and I and the entire active team are really in market right now to attract those strategic developers that have the resources to do things like land assembly, to go canvas the neighborhood, to really create those strategic uh, developments. Um, as you all know, we have a pretty high demand for commercial space in Alcona. So the more we can do to rezone the land, to make it ready and shovel ready for those developers to come in and open the commercial space, and the mixed-use office space that we really need in the community is a top priority for us. So we have a page on our active website uh, called Downtown Alcona, which you can go in and you can see like videos and pictures and all the great things that we're doing there. Um, two, um maybe next slide, Yilmer. Okay, this is super exciting too. So the active team recently kicked off an Investor Service Excellence Project, um, pretty much led by our team, uh, working highly integrated with planning and all of the different departments that have a role in developing Innisfil. So our overall goal is to make investing in Innisfil as easy as possible, and my manager Dan likes to say, as easy as ordering a book on Amazon, uh, which is a, is a pretty hard goal to get to, but I think we're getting closer to it. So. This has been a years-long project so far. So we went out to market to RFP and we hired this amazing consulting firm that specializes in human-centered design. So at the heart of this, we met with over, I think, 10 different developers, uh, commercial, industrial, residential, and we really captured the nitty-gritty feedback of what they had for the town, like their experience working with us and areas they think that we could improve, they really didn't hold back in telling us their feedback, which is great. Uh, we incorporated that feedback and worked across every department of the town to build a more streamlined process and make it a lot more easy for developers to work with us. So that touched a lot of different areas like our billing method, how they get information like tools on our website. And it actually resulted in a whole new what we call like red carpet investor experience. So really strategic developments that are going to have a huge economic impact in Innisfil, say like the hospital or employment lands in Innisfil Heights, we have a new streamlined process across all town departments to make sure that those developments get top priority, so. We're currently in the process of piloting that so we're really excited about that and we're hoping it's going to generate like an amazing word of mouth in the development community. Um, get Innisfil a lot of respect and make Innisfil a place where developers really want to come and put down roots because the town is so open to investment so yeah if you have any questions about that please reach out as well. Uh, Next slide Yelmer. I feel like I'm talking so much I swear I'll I'll give you some time (laughs) Yelmer. Um, I just wanted to mention the municipal comprehensive review that the county of Simcoe kicked off this year The province has allocated them with growth projections for employment and for population. So you can see here, they're slated to grow to half a million by 2051 and around 200,000 jobs to follow that. So right now they're working with all the lower tier municipalities such as Innisfil to allocate the growth projections for employment and for uh, population. So we got hit with some pretty big numbers. Uh, by 2051, we're supposed to grow to around 80,000 people. Right now, we're around 40,000-ish. Um, and we're supposed to grow to around 24,000 jobs. And right now, we're around 8,000. So they're pretty, uh, pretty big projections. Like We feel pretty confident. And Yelmer can, is going to talk to you about like how we plan to meet that in terms of uh, jobs and growth. I'll pass it over
1: to you, Yomar. Awesome, thank you, Kate. Um, Yeah, so I guess as a summary, there's a lot of exciting big projects coming, but there's also a lot of big complex infrastructure that needs to get built before these projects really come alive. Orbit, the hospital, like our expanded employment lands, all of these are gonna make a major contribution to us hitting those job growth numbers um, and attracting the resident growth. But what are we doing today to try to get ahead of that, right, Uh, because, there's really not an awful lot we can do. We don't have a ton of vacancy from a commercial space perspective and a lot of development land is coming online, but it's gonna take a couple more years. So we looked at who are what creates jobs, net new jobs in Ontario, and about 85% of that net job gain is driven by new companies five years and younger. Then we looked at Toronto I mean, and, and we figured out, I mean, what sectors are going really well there um, and, and, and driving growth. And the, the technology sector in Toronto is booming. Pre-COVID, during COVID, after COVID, like it will continue to grow. Toronto is really becoming a, a tech hub on a worldwide stage. From 2018 to nineteen, the, the, the jobs in the tech sector in Toronto grew with 16.2%. We figured, how do we position our unique selling point as Cinco County and as Innisfil, our lifestyle and everything that, that already brings people up here and combine that with startup unique selling points, tech startup unique selling points, to create this unique package for them. How do we position Innisfil as a great place to come for founders to come build their technology startups and scale them? And and how can the town help them succeed? If we can siphon up 1% of the growth in the GTA, it would transform our entire regional economy. Like numbers would be spectacular. So we ended up partnering with the DMZ. Uh, DMZ is uh, the tech accelerator uh, that is part of Rising University. They have locations in about 10 places across the world, and they're one of the largest tech accelerator programs in Canada. Collectively, since launching about 12 years ago, startups supported by the DMZ have raised over a billion dollars in capital and created over 4,000 jobs. Um, So we partnered with the DMZ to launch DMZ Innisfil, which essentially gives founders free office space in our accelerator hub, which I'll show you in a second, as well as access to the DMZ programming, which is very much based on mentorship. So imagine having a team of 40 specialized consultants that you as the founder and your team can tap into for advice. Could be a marketing, sales, raising money, hiring, firing, like anything, basically trying to build the program to help them with all the opportunities and challenges that come with growing a company. So since launching about a year ago, we've attracted 25 startups and they range from you know, a founder or two founders working on a project relatively early stage, all the way to like teams of 15, 20 people over a million dollars of revenue and in the process of raising a lot more money. Uh, Initially, our traction came from startups that were in Simcoe County in Innisfil that were underserved. But today we're executing a very heavy sales campaign into the GTA and we're reaching out directly to about 6,500 founders to pitch them on what's going on in Simcoe, how Innisfil might fit in their future. And we've started to attract founders from the GTA that we connect with earlier on this year that have relocated up to Innisfil and are now in the program and getting supported. to be able to accommodate this uh, this from a space perspective, funny enough, the town didn't actually have a ton of space for us to work with, so we leased commercial space in Stroud. Um, so you have a 4,000 square feet uh, accelerator hub where all our startups get free office space. Initially, part of it was private office space as well as co-working space. We're gonna pivot that, we're gonna pivot the, the private office space to bookable team spaces, because we find that in talking to founders in our program and all the founders we talked to in the sales campaign, I think the future, in particular early stage companies, like needing a physical location if you're building software or you're doing something you don't need like a warehouse for or or a retail front, is more flexible than what it it has been in the past. So we anticipate teams to be in here for a day or two a week perhaps rather than like five days, nine to five. And it's kind of good for us because we were already growing out of the space. And in this way, we might be able to accommodate like triple if not quadruple the number of companies with the same amount of footprint. Obviously, we're also faced with the labor shortage that we're currently facing in specific industries. And one of the interesting things that in our accelerator, we actually have two startups that are focused on this problem. So we support Agama Works. they uh, provide a staffing solution for hospitality and restaurants. And we support Spot, which is the exact same thing, but for the retail and warehousing industry. So we're working with them to see how we can better fill the open positions in Innisfil, because Yes, we need to grow and we need to attract more jobs, but also we need to make sure we can fill the jobs. So we're very aware of that. Um, I think in closing, like our door is open. There's going to be a lot of exciting stuff coming down the pipe in Innisfil, and if any of you guys are interested in connecting, even if there's not like a direct fit right now, we're happy to meet. Shoot us an email, add us on LinkedIn. Like we'll connect. Right? I mean, something relevant might 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 be here right now, or we just like expand our network, get to know each other, and maybe down the road there's there's things we can work together on. Um, sorry for taking, I don't know, probably double the time, uh, Chantal, thank you very much for giving us the time. And, uh, yeah, if there's any questions, please, uh, please fire ahead.
0: It's amazing to hear everything that's going on down there and to know that there's different programs that are out there that you guys are working with to try and attract more employment opportunities. Cause I know that for us as realtors, especially those on the residential side, um, Trying to find housing for these people do you know one of the questions that i have for you it would be do you know approximately um, the residential developments that are slated and that are starting kate you might know better um do you guys have a rough number on the number of housing starts that are anticipated over the next say let's do 10 years or 20 years if we take it to closer to your twenty fifty one
2: um let me I don't think we have the numbers off the top of our head but what I did do when I came to this role is we put together a development summary that includes all residential development that's currently in site plan which is obviously Mm -hmm. the most helpful so maybe in
0: the chat I'll link that and down all the ones that are coming up yeah that'd be wonderful does anybody from the audience have any questions? I've got a few here, but I'll let anybody else. If you guys want to type them in the chat. Yeah, I agree with Beth. She said that, thank you for the great information. I did have an email come in and Beth is right. actually wondering if we could contact information. <laughs> That's
2: just all the question. I uh, yes, ahead. let me post the um our contact, I'll put my email
1: in the chat. So I'll take the uh, I'll take the question on on Barry. So question: <laughs> came through the chat, is Barry planning on annexing more land? I can't speak for Barry, uh but from an Innisville perspective, like Barry annexing land from Innisville is something that's a bit of a sore spot still even though it happened a while ago. Um We're really growing towards our northern border and so is Barrie, right, with all the developments in the Mm -hmm. south end. Uh, At this point, with the uh, allocated growth that Innisfil received as well this time around, uh, I think the chances are a lot lower than they were before, but this is exactly the process the county with the municipalities is going through right now is figuring out where is this growth going to go. So the county would give municipalities numbers and the municipalities go look at their settlement areas and look at, okay, we need to add forty thousand people where do they go right and that would then ultimately lead to figuring out if annexation you know might be part of what happens i know aurelia is uh is looking into it heavily at this point i saw an article on that yesterday i think in the very today Uh, but no rumbling so far in innisfil and from an innisfil perspective i know council and 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 people in innisfil would, would love to prevent it if possible but if it's necessary i'm sure it will happen
0: perfect no that's great um, and then we also have, do you foresee any other major developments or projects coming to Innisfil? I know those are some major ones that you guys are working on right now.
2: Yeah, um, aside from that, we have a pretty healthy pipeline of other developments that are coming down. <laughs> I need like six of us on the, on the team to meet the demand. Yeah. Yelmer and I were just laughing getting ready for this because it seems like January 2021, like a, f- a switch was flipped in Innisfil and like, all of a sudden, we have more leads than we know what to do with. Um, and apparently, everybody wants to come to Innisfil right now, which is a great position to be in. So, there's a lot of movement in downtown Alcona. There's a lot of mixed use developments that are in site plan, which we're really excited about. And they're just right now going through the phases of getting their studies done and getting their concepts refined. But if those come online in the next one to two years, we'd have a lot more commercial and retail space in downtown Alcona, which is a huge focus for us. So um, this year, active's taken more of a lead role in kind of account managing those more strategic developments too. Um, the scales have always been tipped more towards residential development in Innisfil and Yalmer and the team and I are trying to balance it out so we get uh, more commercial institutional uh, industrial development. So that's really our focus. And we do have some good ones lined up uh, coming down too. Yeah. That's awesome.
1: That's awesome. And I think tying Hi. into like the, the bigger projects. So between like Friday Harbor, the hospital slash our campus, Innisfil employment along, lands along the 400 and then the Orbit, um, there's no direct big massive projects like that are that are in the pipeline. A lot of what's coming is adjacent to that, right? So I think we're going to mm-hmm. see those projects grow with auxiliary projects that happen happen close to it. Um, but Innisfil is big, right? I mean, geographically speaking, we're the size of Mississauga. And right now we have 40,000 residents. I think what has driven that like increased interest in developing up here is, and I think like Barry Simcoe at large, we see this in a real estate market, used to be Barry what? Oh yeah, that place you drive through on the way to Muskoka. And now we're almost like the next Oakville, like a, like a suburb of the GTA, right? With the inbound that we're getting. It's not just residents, it's bringing companies. And I think the other thing that's really playing into this is just the supply chain challenges that we're dealing with in a larger economic level. A lot of production of being offshore, right? But what companies are learning is that there is a fair amount of risk associated with doing that. So I think the demand for companies to go more local with some of their manufacturing is also contributing to that. Um, yeah, great. I think, I, I hope that answered the question.
0: Yeah, no, that's definitely it's very insightful. Touching on that a little bit, would you say that there's are there other incentives that either the town's putting out or companies are putting out to try and attract more employers to stay local with their manufacturing or their office space or employment um, facilities?
1: So on the manufacturing attraction side of things, it's more the region that is engaged and focused on that sector. Like we as a town are very heavily focused today because we don't have a ton of commercial space or shovel-ready land to develop on attracting those scalable startups. So for startup founders, and like if, if any one of you is dealing with <clears throat> self-employed people, right, that are moving up to the area, and if they're in Innisfil or close to Innisfil and they're building... Something that's scalable, uh, coopy software, coopy tech, coopy direct to consumer. Like, please connect them to us. Like, if, if we can't help them, we can connect them to the entrepreneurial ecosystem in Simcoe County at large. But mm-hmm. but for from that perspective, like we yeah we provide free office space and free access to the DMZ and right here from Innisfil, which which in that sector like it's kind of a niche world, but it's it's quite meaningful. There's no mm-hmm. other municipalities really around Ontario that are doing something similar. great.
0: Okay.
2: And Chantal, just to answer your previous question. Sorry, I just pulled the report. It looks like we have around like 11 residential developments that are in site plan. And it would be around like 700 to 800 additional units that would be coming online. And I'm thinking if I can send you the report and you could distribute
0: be it to the attendees, that would be awesome. Perfect. That'd be great. Thank you. Um, Igor's got a couple questions that sort of tie in from the development standpoint, and I was going to tie, so is Stroud to be serviced from barrier Alcona and when, and then what development charges and incentives are planned for downtown Alcona development, if any.
2: Um, so we are in the midst of doing a master servicing plan. Um, the priority right now has been along like Killarney beach road is being serviced. Innisfil Heights is a huge priority. There has been rumblings of Stroud, um, but I don't have the specifics on that. I can reach out to Leo Deloitte, who's the head of growth, um, to see when that master servicing plan will be ready. um, Cause I assume it'll be distributed to the public Mm
1: -hmm. as well.
2: And development charge incentives are planned for downtown Alcona. We haven't focused too much on that, Um, we don't do the CIP anymore and I mean sometimes we defer development charges for really strategic developments in downtown Ocona. With affordable housing, the county has a lot of incentives financially for those developers to come to downtown Ocona, but at the town level, just because demand is so high in that area right now, we haven't needed to do any um, development charge or financial incentives just because the pipeline is pretty chock full right now. Mm -hmm. Um, The rezoning was a major move by the town to attract the right kind of um, developers. And I think that's been more of the focus is the land planning angle of that. I don't know Yelmer if I missed anything, but.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, no, totally. And I think, I mean, from a servicing perspective, right? If you think about those big projects we mentioned, like servicing the town hub down, like the, the, the campus lands, the hospital, massive priority servicing, like connecting that to the highway and servicing the Innisfil Beach Road employment lands, big, big priority. Killarney Beach Road down to six line is where the orbit is gonna go, right? So those are kind of the key priorities, but that's not to say we're not looking into servicing more of Innisfil. Uh, but like Kate alluded to, I don't have the specifics on, on the plan for Stroud, but I I'm, I do know it's being refuted in that master servicing plan. So as soon as it comes online, like. This is stuff where like, you can always reach out to us, but we'll also do our best to maybe proactively connect with Chantal and like share these type of documents once they come available. So not sure if you have a hub or or a way to communicate with the members, but yeah, yeah these absolutely. Are big, um, like big complex projects.
2: Yeah. And we actually do a development newsletter quarterly. So if you sign up on the Innisfil Accelerates website uh, for that. It's just a safe way to make sure that you're staying up to date on um, any announcements and things like that yeah, coming down the pipeline. Great.
0: What would you say, so for both of you, what would you say is the development or the project that you're most excited about that's coming? If you have to pick one. <laughs> Favorite child, go. <laughs> Favorite child. I, I think, think we'll, for me, or sorry, y'all were- right.
1: right. No, no, You take it. It's easier for um, me to say. <laughs>
2: I think Innisfil Heights is the most exciting thing because when I first joined we had no demand like no leads at all and since I took this role we've had international leads we've had like Amazon reach out we've had huge companies the county's been sending us a million RFIs for land in Innisfil Heights and I think we're just right at the beginning of getting that market ready and when it does become shovel ready by 2026 I think we're going to see a lot of exciting developments in Innisfil, and a lot more opportunities for residents to stay in Innisfil and have meaningful employment. Um, so there's just so much movement there that it's it's great to see. Let's say.
1: Perfect. I think for me, it would uh, it would have to be the Orbit project, and and I know it's maybe not as centered on economic development, but like if you think about community transformation, right, and how this started, like. Innisfil residents don't really want Innisfil to change, like the relaxed lifestyle, the rolling country roads, the farmland, that's where people came here, right? And and, and we want to try to maintain that. We're the size of Mississauga, but we don't necessarily want to become Mississauga. That's just one country copy, country paste neighborhood everywhere. Nothing wrong with that, but it's just not 100% aligned with what our residents are looking for. So the concept of thinking about that problem and like working from there to the orbit Building a smart city inside our town, surrounding a GO train station, creating a whole new class of real estate that, like, Innisfil really doesn't have, right? I mean, in Barrie, there's tons of condo developments, townhouse developments. Like, Innisfil, for the vast majority, is like single attached family homes, right? We don't have a lot of more affordable options. And I really, the vision I see is, is for. We're almost like connecting to the city right not just by the go and potentially being able to go down 45 minutes but we're also going to build this opportunity for people who live in the city who maybe live in condos downtown to enjoy our lifestyle here but stay close enough to the way they're used to living almost like how friday harbour is the cottage community i think yeah. the orbit will become the downtown and again it's a enormous complex large project for so many different reasons but I think seeing that come alive will really transform Innisfil, at, at, I mean, from a resident and a community point of view.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy to listen to you guys just explain sort of the effect and the impact that this is going to have and the ripple effect on the entire area, just bringing in even the GO station and then all the employment opportunities. It's really going to end up transforming. Have you guys had a ton? I know I've seen some of the stuff in some of the Alcona chats groups and all that about Residents being unimpressed with the change, but are they starting to embrace or are you guys still getting a lot of um sort of pushback? What's the word that I'm looking for? Yeah. From that. I'd
2: say for me, it's been a lot more positive, like the calls I'm getting. Um, I think since COVID hit, we have a, we've had a lot more um kind of younger families move up from the GTA that seem a bit more open to like that balanced lifestyle between rural and urban. So for me, it's been like a huge draw for folks to come to Innisfil and haven't heard too much from the Alcona chats of the world. <laughs> I don't know, Yelmer, have you heard anything?
1: Yeah, no, I, I like you're hit it spot on, right? Innisfil is changing and changing quickly, just the way Barry has changed over the last 15 years, right? In terms of like the type of people that move here, their backgrounds, like what they're what they're doing from an employment point of view. So I think that there's definitely the, old guard that doesn't want change and a new guard that doesn't even knew, know what it used to be like because i've only been here for a couple of years i i say at like at large there's a lot of support for the innovative focus that the town has and i think that's you know like reflective of the election results the counselors or mayor right that um that that are voted into office and that are really driving this like and listening to their constituents and and setting the vision for the town based on that but I mean there's always that old guard I think they will be there for a while and Alcona Jets is their clubhouse so it's a little <laughs> bit of a skewed view of the world if, if that's the only group you look at but certainly certainly feedback but like with any change right people are going to resent and mm-hmm. um, I think it's part of, of, of a public position like the ones we have is, is we need to balance both and figure out what's in the best interest of the public and thankfully Council really does that for us and we work with them to execute their vision. Yeah,
0: that's great. Alright, so one last question before we go here. How is Innisfil's unique environment being protected with all the new proposed development Kind of ties in with
2: Yeah, that's a huge focus. And as I mentioned, with the new director of growth coming on, Leo Deloitte, he brought in a new hire. I believe she's from Stanford or Harvard, Harvard Masters in Sustainability, and she's leading the charge of aligning every department across the town to have sustainability at the forefront. So every new development, there's guidelines around environmental standards they have to hit. And you're going to, I think, see a lot of updates coming out of the town and council around what we're doing to ensure that there's a sustainable future. Um, Leo was at council two weeks ago, I believe, presenting on the town sustainability plan. So that's all on YouTube. If you search Innisfil council, you can see all the on-demand recordings. I think it was early October, that one. So that
0: might be a good one to check out um, yeah. to get more info on that. Definitely. That's great. Um, So for anybody that's wondering, this has been recorded. So you'll have a link um, available to you for this session. And then what we can probably do as well is the information that you guys have provided and the links that you've touched on um, that are sounds like absolutely great resources for us. We'll make sure to attach those as well for everybody. Um, I just want to say thank you so much for taking the time to come and share with us. It's been great getting to hear all the exciting news and developments that are going to be happening, and to hear all the plans that are being created for Innisfil. And uh, it sounds like it's really going to become quite a popular destination, even more so than it is, and it's it's great to see. So thank you very much. And um we'll make sure that your contact info, well, thanks for posting it in the chat as well. We'll make sure to get that out to everybody. Um if they want to connect with you and have any questions or clients that are looking for some help. So. You know, thank you so much for having us. Thank this you. A great
2: opportunity. So really appreciate it. Awesome. Absolutely. Have a wonderful day. Perfect.
1: Thanks. You too. Bye-bye.
2: You thanks. Bye bye. you guys.